Hey everyone, I'm Gabrielle Santiago and welcome to Living Revelations Podcast. We're here to help you find God real in everyday life. We will be talking about how to hear from God, how to have a relationship with Him, and what it looks like to walk into your God-given purpose as you do life with God. I want to invite you to take life a step at a time closer to Christ with us. This is Finding God Real in Everyday Life. Hey guys, this is Gabby. Thanks for tuning in. So today I wanted to talk with you all about how love matters. So recently, you know, I've been, um, you know, these past few weeks just very busy. Many of you guys know that I'm currently in Jesus school and Bethany school on top of it, you know, being a mom in ministry. So it's it's been a lot, but the Lord's grace definitely has been sustaining my husband and I. Um, you know, I, I really truly believe that when God calls us to do things, his grace empowers us to do it. But there are days that I, I get, you know, into that striving mode. You know, the busyness starts bringing me worry. And um, recently, you know, the Lord was showing me that because of my busyness, I've lost intimacy with Jesus. And not just with Jesus, but even with my spouse. And so the Lord, you know, in these past few weeks, He has been emphasizing to me how love matters to Him. Right? Love is actually the most important thing we can do. It's the greatest thing He calls us to do. In Matthew 22, 37, 39, Jesus says the greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. You know, so when I was just spending time with the Lord, God was reminding me, Gabby, love is the greatest thing that you can do. And it's the greatest thing that you can do because God commands it. When we look at the greatest commandment and the second greatest commandment, it's, it boils down to love, right? Loving God and loving people. And, um, you know, God's God's been just speaking to me about how I've lost intimacy because in order to, to love, we also need to make sure that we are prioritizing intimacy. And not only was God reminding me the importance of love, but he was also showing me that he wants our first love, right? He wants intimacy with us. And it was in that moment when the Lord revealed to me that I've lost intimacy and it really broke my heart. Um, you know, I was sitting in Bethany school and we were talking about the passage of Mary, you know, pouring out the perfume upon the Lord's feet and loving him and, um, you know, just loving him with all her heart. And, you know, during class, that was really where the Lord took it deeper, you know, because he was already showing me and emphasizing love. But the thing that God wanted me to see was that I had forsaken that first love, that intimacy. And, you know, because of the busyness that's been going on, um, I didn't realize that, like, yes, I'm still prioritizing time with Jesus. But even our Bible reading or our time alone with God can still be a religious act, right? If the purpose is, oh, let me just get this done and check mark, okay. I got my Bible reading done. I spent time with God. Let me go on with my day. That's not love, right? That's just, I have to do it. I'm doing it because I have to do it. It was no longer, oh my gosh, I want to spend alone time because I want to meet Jesus. That's love, right? That's intimacy. That's putting Jesus first above the things. You know, I wasn't um, there in alone time with the Lord and I wasn't giving my, my, my heart in that matter. You know, it wasn't like how I was before where I would let the Lord tell me when it should stop. Instead, I was like, okay, at least I need at least 30 minutes. The moment 30 minutes hit, I'm good. You know, I can go and do my, my things. But that's not love. You know, think about it when you're spending time with your spouse or someone that you really enjoy. You know, you want to spend as much time as you can, right? Because you, you love them. And that's how the Lord wants. You know, He doesn't just want us to read our Bibles or to spend time with Him out of a religious act. But He wants us to love. 
And the Lord was showing me that I was lacking that intimacy. I was lacking that first love. And not even just with the Lord, but also with my husband. You know, I realized too that um, there's been times where I just want to spend time with him just for the sake of spending time, right? Getting that off my, my checkmark list. And God was really reminding me that I want to, I should be spending time with my husband because I want to build that relationship, that intimacy. And that's when I really realized like, Lord, forgive me. You know, you want our love. You want our first love. You don't just want our good deeds, right? He doesn't just want us to sing words in, in church, right? He wants us to worship him, that our words actually mean something. God doesn't just want us to open up the Bible and read these verses. He wants us to read the Bible so that we can connect with him, so that we can allow the word to examine our hearts, so that our hearts can be pure before the Lord. So God was really just showing me these matters and I really had to come and repent to the Lord and say, God, forgive me for not loving you well. And um, the Holy Spirit was taking me to the book of Revelation and I was reading the first few chapters. And um, if you have read the book of Revelation, you know that, you know, the first few chapters is um, the Lord speaking to the churches. And when you read the, you know, the first few chapters in Revelation, you'll notice a pattern, right? Jesus is constantly saying, I know your deeds. I know your deeds to all the different churches. Um, but after he says, I know your deeds, there's a but, right? There's a but. And so I want to read a few of them here and, and we're going to um, dive deep into this. So um, in Revelation 2, 2 to 5, Jesus says, I know your deeds, your hard work and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not, and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardship for my name and have not grown weary. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. Like guys, like this is huge. Jesus again says, I know your deeds, but, right? Like Jesus is saying here, I know your deeds. I know that you've worked hard. I know that you've persevered. I know that you even know and you can't tolerate with wicked people. You have endured hardship for my name. So these are people that are actually doing good things for the Lord. Yet God still has something against them. It was because they lost their first love with the Lord, right? He says here, yeah, I have this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. And so Jesus wants us to be drenching in love, right? Drenching in love. In fact, our love should be growing more and more. It shouldn't be getting less. The more that we serve God, the more that we know him. The more that we know him, it should compel us to love him more. And as I read this, I was just, just so moved by this passage. And I want to encourage you all, like, let us not just examine our works, but let us examine our hearts. Why are we doing what we're doing? Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, Work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for human masters. Jesus is looking for us to do things out of love, right? And so we have to make sure that we're not only just paying attention like, oh, I did good things. I'm going to church. I'm not doing anything bad. But like, why are you doing it? Are you still burning with first love? In Revelation 2, 19 and 22, it says, Jesus says, I know your deeds, your love and faith, your service and perseverance, and that you are now doing more than you did at first. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophet. By her teaching, she, she misleads my servants into sexual immorality and the eating of food sacrificed to idols. 
I have given her time to repent of her immorality, but she is unwilling. So I will cast her on a bed of suffering and I will make those who commit adultery with her suffer intensely unless they repent of her ways. So again, Jesus says, I know your deeds, your love and your faith, your perseverance, but I have this against you, right? He has this against them. And in this case, the church was tolerating Jezebel. In Revelation 3, 1, to the angel of the church in Sardis write, these are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Right? So all these things, it's a heart matter. It's not just about your good deeds, but your heart, right? Because God sees the heart. He sees that maybe people can't see, right? You can see someone serving well, loving well, maybe even on the worship stage. But we have to ask ourselves, do we love the Lord? Right? Because yes, we can worship him, the act of worship. But if the next day we're committing, you know, adultery or we're not being pure before the Lord, we truly don't love the Lord. Right? Because Jesus makes it so clear in John, he says, if you love me, you will keep my commands. And so the Lord sees our heart. It's not just about doing for the sake of doing, but he wants us to do things out of love. And the Lord is so kind because even as you read on in Revelation 3.19, Jesus says, those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. So Jesus is even giving us the book of Revelation to draw us back to him. It's not like he's rebuking us to condemn us, but he's, he is rebuking us and disciplining us so that we will go back to him because Jesus knows, number one, like there is no true satisfaction or fulfillment of life if we're not living completely for him, right? And so he beckons our heart every single day. The question is, we have to ask ourselves, will we be willing to turn back to him when he does convict us? And so, you know, even during my prayer time, as I was praying and asking God, God, is there any area in my life that I've displeased you? And the Lord said, Gabby, keep putting me first. Because when we put God first, that basically is first love. Because if God is first, then that means there is no other thing in our lives that's prioritizing above him. You know, and God's been convicting me too. And you guys can keep me accountable. I know my husband is. But, you know, the Lord's been even convicting me of my morning times. Like, if I truly, if He truly mattered, then I would seek Him first in the morning, right? Like, God is all about first. And, you know, recently I, um, you know, Michael Koulianos was mentioning something really great. He was mentioning that first love is romance to the Lord, right? Like, He loves our first. And the Lord was just reminding me, Gabby, continue to put me first. Not even busyness, not even work, like, put Him first. Focus on Him. You know, there's just been so many times where like for me, busyness will pull me astray from the Lord. But if that's the case, that means that busyness is priority under God. That means my to-do list is above him. But Jesus wants us to be first, right? He wants us to be first because he deserves to be first. And you know, as we continue to get a greater revelation of how much Jesus loves us, we can't help but love him, right? Scripture says that we love because he first loved us. And so my prayer every day has been, Lord, give me a greater revelation of your love. Because when we understand how much Jesus loves us, what he did on the cross and died for us, that we don't deserve eternal life. We don't deserve the blessings that we have, yet God gives it. How can we not love him back? Right? Like, how can we not love him back? The least we can do is give him our best. And so make this your prayer. Jesus, help me to keep you first. Help me to love you well. Jesus, help me to love others. Because Jesus doesn't just say for us to love God, but the second greatest commandment is to love others, right? To love your neighbors as yourself. And I want to read here this passage in 1 Corinthians 13. And we know that that chapter is all about love. But I want to focus in on verses 1 to 3. 
He says, if I speak in tongues of men or angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not love, I gain nothing. And so this passage, what it's saying, what Jesus is saying here is that our good deeds without love means nothing. Like guys, like this really moved me, especially in verses two when it says, if I can even have faith that can move mountains, but don't love, I am nothing. And you know how God, like faith, faith moves God's heart. We read that in, you know, in the New Testament in Luke, right? In the Synoptic Gospels, like whenever people would have faith, it would move the heart of Jesus. But here it says that if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not love, I am nothing. Even if we give to the poor, we give good, thing, good, good deeds, but we don't love, right? Our motive isn't for love. It means nothing. You know, and God's been speaking to me too that like if our motive is just for selfish gain to look good, we get nothing. You know, that means nothing. We didn't do it out of love to the Lord. God is looking for our love. If I can speak in tongues, but do not love, I am just a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal, right? We can do good things, but if we don't have love, it means nothing, right? It means nothing. And it doesn't mean that the things that we do don't have an impact here, right? Because if we feed the poor, yes, the poor is getting fed. But if we're not doing it out of love, there is no eternal reward, right? One day Jesus is going to judge the things that we do. And it's love that matters to him. It's love that makes a lasting impact until eternity. And so let us make sure that we examine our hearts because having a pure heart isn't doing good things. Having a pure heart is one that is completely made in the fullness of God's love. It completely does things out of the fullness of God, right? The fullness of his love. And if you don't have love, ask the Lord, like, God, fill me with your love so that I can love, right? We can be real before God. We don't have to settle for what we know. I always talk about, you know, religion versus, you know, relationship with God, with religion. It's about just doing things for the sake of doing things. It's like, I know I'm supposed to be nice, so I'm gonna just be nice. But deep inside, we're not, we can't be nice. We can't love. And in those moments, be real to God. Like tell God, God, I'm struggling. And wait upon the Lord to change you, to transform you. That's relationship with God. A relationship with God is you being impacted by the Lord. You receiving revelation that actually transforms your life. So, you know, Jesus isn't asking us to do things just for the sake of doing it. But he wants us to be so transformed that we can't help but do the things that we do. We can't help but be like Jesus. So I want to encourage you to ask the Lord to fill you with his love, to love others well, and to love him well. The last thing I want to share that the Lord has been showing me, I've been reading the book, um, The Pursuit of God, which I would totally recommend you to read. It's such a good book, and I think it's just such a foundational book in helping you to understand what it means to have a relationship with God, what it means to pursue the Lord. But as I was reading the book, God again was speaking to me about love. And he was showing me that, number one, like love wants to grow, right? Love wants to grow. It wants more. And when we say we're in love with Jesus, it means that we want more of him. We want more of him. We want to know him more, right? Love isn't complacent. It doesn't just say like, okay, I did the least that I can do. Like love wants to do the most, right? And when, you know, Jesus is calling us to be servants, but as we serve him, he wants us to serve him wholeheartedly, Right? And complacency is us settling for yesterday's revelation and knowledge. Think about that. You know, many times when we pick up the Bible, we can just be like, yeah, God is good, right? And, and close the Bible. 
But like, let's not settle for complacency. Like, let's say, God, I want more. Give me revelation this word. I know I've read this chapter many times, but Lord, open it up to me, right? That's what love is. It wants more. It doesn't settle for yesterday's experience with God. You want a new experience with God. You want to press in more. So I want to encourage you, like this is available. And all it takes is for you to say yes to Jesus, for you to give your time, right? As you give your yes and open up your heart, you will find that you can't help but love the Lord. Philippians 2, 12 to 13 says, Therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not only my presence, but now even more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act on behalf of his good purpose. And so, yes, it's our duty to work out, you know, and to, and to walk out holiness, but understand that God is working in us so that we can complete his purpose. And so understand that, the walk with the Lord, this walk of first love shouldn't be striving. All you have to do is go to Jesus, fall upon his feet, ask him to transform you and expect him to transform you. That's very key because if we don't expect God to come through, we will start seeking him with hopelessness, right? There is no faith. And God says that he rewards those who seek him diligently and that we can't please him without faith. And so I want to encourage you to, if you are lacking that first love, admit it to the Lord and ask him to fill you with his love. And as you ask him, expect him. Expect him to just bombard you with the revelation of love, right? Deep calls out to deep. Deep calls out to deep. And so we can go deep with the Lord. We can go so deep with him. And we just have to take that step, right? Take that step and allow the Holy Spirit to do the rest. So I want to pray for you all. God, I thank you, Lord, for those who are listening in. God, I pray, Lord, that you would fill every single listener, God, right now with your love. God, that you would give them such a great revelation of how much you love them, God. Lord, that you would paint them a picture, God, of what you did on the cross, Lord, that you loved us so much. God, that even though we deserved death, God, that we hurt your heart, Lord, that because you loved us so much, you still made a way for us to be with you through your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you, God, that those who are listening, Lord, that they know, God, that there have been many things that they've messed up, yet, God, you never stop pursuing them, Lord, that they're here today because of your grace. So, God, I pray, Lord, that you would just give them a greater revelation of your love, that they may love you first, that they may make you king over their hearts. And, God, I pray that you would show them, Lord, anything in their life that is hindering first love, anything in their life that is pulling them away from focusing on you, from walking towards your way, God. I pray that you would show them, Lord, that those things aren't worth, God. They aren't compared. They can't even be compared to you, Lord. God, the things of this world may give us temporary pleasure, but it leaves us hungry and needing more. So, God, I pray that we would learn to look to you, that our identity, our satisfaction would be simply to please you, God. Because, Lord, you are a creator and, and there is no one on this earth that we're called to please but you, Lord. I pray, God, that our hearts would burn with first love. That, the, that every single day of every moment, all we would care about is, did we please you, God? Do we love you well, God? God, I pray that you would just burn in hearts, Lord, right now, God. Burn in their hearts, Lord. Help us to fix our eyes on you, to gaze on your beauty, God. Just as Psalm 27 says, one thing I ask and this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the presence of God in his temple to gaze on his beauty all the days of my life. God, help us, Lord, to see your beauty and to gaze on you. I pray, Lord, that all the distractions of life would be removed. Those who have been filled with worry, I feel like the Lord is just saying, just put down the worry, put down the weight so that you can simply walk with me. 
Jesus says, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. God, I pray, Lord, that those who are, who are worried, God, that they would just trust their worries in your hands and say yes to following you so that your joy could fill their heart, your peace could fill them. I really believe that this is the year that God wants you to walk with joy, to really walk with joy because you can fake it, but God doesn't want you to fake it anymore. He wants you to really, really carry his peace. So I thank you, God, for every single person listening. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray that you have been blessed by this message. Um, please don't forget to share this to someone, especially if God is highlighting someone in your heart to share this. Share it to them because you don't know what this message can do to them, you know, what seed you're putting into their heart. And I also want to encourage you as well to prayfully consider partnering with our ministry. Or if you can't partner with us monthly, even giving a donation. You know, every money, you know, everything that you sow into our ministry counts. It helps us to continue sharing these messages, um, expanding, you know, the gospel throughout the world. You know, what you're giving gets to help us to fulfill the mission that God has called us to do, which is helping others find God real in everyday life. So you can give at livingrevelations.com slash donations. And if you have any prayer requests, please feel free to reach out to us as well. You can email us at info at livingrevelations.com. And if you have any testimonies, I love hearing, you know, what God is doing in your lives. Please also reach out and email us there. So God bless, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and are blessed. Check out our blogs at livingrevelations.com and follow Living Revelations on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast to others if you've been blessed. See you all in the next podcast.